0: Hi everyone, it's and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode we're going to be talking about all the Disney Plus news that came out of the annual shareholders meeting. We're going to be talking about um, parental controls coming to Disney Plus this coming week, some other news including um, obviously Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer and the new polar Pet bear movie. Plus we'll be talking about loads of bits and pieces including Turning Red, which is a brand new movie that dropped onto Disney Plus this week, hence Stop the Red. Um, so yes, it's been a very, very busy week for Disney. Um, it's probably, and uh, there's no point in sugarcoating it, probably one of the worst weeks in terms of PR that they've had for a long time. They have really had, a, it's just been all over the news this week, um, which I th- was primarily due to the annual shareholders meeting taking place on Wednesday. A lot of this was due to Disney's sort of lack of response to the current um, don't say gay bill that was in Florida. Um, I'm not gonna go into too much detail on all of that, but generally what had happened was um th- they hadn't said anything publicly about it. There was a little statement, there was a statement on Monday from Bob Chapek, the CEO, kind of kind of a wishy-washy response of saying we wanna stay in the middle. Um, we, you know, we like every everybody, please, you know, kind of don't do anything. From there, that then got a massive backlash. Then on the actual annual shareholders meeting, he then made an apology of some kind, Um, said he'd donate $5 million to a charity and wanted to work more and said that his initial statement wasn't strong enough. That then led to Thursday to the charity turning down his offer. And then also then he apparently had asked to speak with um, the Florida governor. That then got turned down. That then turned on him. And then ultimately then on Friday, there was then also a full kind of retraction and full supporting of the bit of not supporting the bill, I should say, um, and trying to sort things out. And an apology um, saying that they would be pulling funding for all political parties. This also primarily what this comes to from from the point of view as us for fans of content, there was a letter that went out um, after the annual general meeting um, kind of saying that there wasn't enough content being put into uh, movies because things kept getting stopped by the crates, by the executives, and they generally felt like there was just not enough stories coming out with regards to um, being gay and stuff. And then also um, there was a, a number of meetings that then took place on Friday um, with hundreds and thousands of employees pretty much a revolt um and then there's a load of statements then on friday so it's been a real up and down thing ultimately to me by the end of the week i feel like disney have kind of got into a position where things are a bit better you know they've made their status very clear of where they stand which i agree with um they've also um said that i mean uh, there was a comment here from um an insider that says that they feel like this could be a leap forward in terms of my five to ten years of pushing forward the boundaries of what's happened within Disney in terms of the stories that we'll be getting on our screens. So it might it might have been for a positive. There might have been a positive out of this, but it's generally been a pretty gnarly week. Um, And the the annual shareholders meeting was pretty nasty there was a lot of comments and um, from people and questions that were really all over the place most of the bills that were positioned were cancelled there was one that went through um i think for for equal pay and stuff which is obviously good for everybody so generally as a whole it's 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 been really messy and that's kind of been dominating the headlines um yeah, it's been it's been a very tricky week and hopefully now things can move on and things can improve because a lot of a lot of the creators and stuff really kind of came out and were sort of really telling Disney that they were kind of they picked the wrong side. And now hopefully they can move on from this and you know they can sort it out and, and we will see start seeing some more stories and stuff on our screens and in our um just a bit more than what I mean, yeah, some of the stuff um that we've seen so far has either been very lacking or And, you know, we really want to see a lot more different variety in terms of content. So that's kind of the quick overrun. So as I said, it has been a real, real, like, heavy week. And it all led pretty much around that annual shareholders meeting.
1: Yeah, and this has been building for a while, I think. Uh, We're not going to dwell on this too long, but I just want to say. um, You know, we've been hearing reports of things like, Um, them cutting the the two women kissing out of the end of the Mm -hmm. rise of skywalker for like the chinese market finn getting uh lower things that that's obviously a different issue but same general feeling and so this has been brewing for a long time and i really Mm -hmm. hope that they do in fact follow through and stop doing things like that Mm that they they need to not just say which side they picked but actually Mm -hmm. you know Follow through with it, and we will see what happens over the next couple of years. Um, I mean,
0: the big one to me yeah. that really comes to mind from the Disney Plus point of view was La Victor last year, where they pulled it from being a Disney Plus original. that was going to be released. They ended up shoving it onto Hulu. They ended up releasing it internationally on Disney Plus as a star original. And we've both said, I mean, I, I we both got you into it on the second season. We both really enjoy that series and looking forward to that third season dropping later this year. I'm just saying, it wouldn't be a bad thing, maybe that 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 actually gets that all three seasons get put onto Disney Plus in the US as well, as I think that would be a good step. But yeah, so there's been it's been brewing for a while, and hopefully now we're gonna start getting. I mean, we had the whole thing last year with the Cyclops and um, onwards, and we just need and like Lafu in Beauty and the Beast. It's just been. A lot of it has been, not a lot, there's been just, it's not a huge amount. I mean, even like High School Musical and Diary of a Future President have had gay storylines, but they've, they've generally been very, very safe in terms of how they've played it. Um, yeah. still moving forward, but maybe not as much as we would have maybe have
1: liked. Well, not as much as we would have liked, and also not as much as Disney would like us to believe. Because every time right. they have one of these shows or one of these characters, they're always like, look at us, look at, we've got the first. And like, this is actually your fifth first, but okay. Yeah. And then, of course, they walk it back, and then they end up being a very small character. So this has been a, a, a junkie week, mm-hmm. but if if there can be an actual progressive leap forward as a result of this, um, then the pain will hopefully have been worth it. Uh, but we'll see the, this yeah. is, they've yeah. said the words, now they have to prove it, and that will take time. you know, it's not like mm. he, they will release tomorrow a new movie that that has everything, you know, production takes a while. Um, mm. But keep keep the pressure yeah. on if, if this is the thing because you don't want this to be forgotten, and we have the same argument a year from now.
0: No, no, hopefully, hopefully, but it is obviously in terms of like major projects, it could take years until we see them on our screen. So that was that. So if we thought that it was was only right that we addressed that one at the head of the show before we move on. So also at the um, AGM, there was maybe a five minute montage of like, here's all the great stuff we've got coming um, over the next couple of months. During that there, we got our first look at the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. So this one, um, earlier in the day, they released some photographs. I must admit, I was kind of thinking, I don't think we're going to get any more, but they did surprise us. Whether or not that was to take away some heat, I don't know. That's my, um, you know, (laughs) looking at it from that point of view. But the trailer broke, Obi-Wan Kenobi, I've watched that trailer so many times. I cannot wait for this series. It just looks fantastic i'm i'm very excited for this i was also surprised i was not expecting
1: this to yeah. to pop in so i was glad to see that um yeah overall this this is a great trailer i'm really looking forward to it i only have one complaint which is that the grand inquisitor doesn't look anything like his in interpretation in rebels yeah. or the comics um which is ultimately a minor thing i don't think he's going to be a major character in this but it's still like yeah you could have gotten chase and isaacs come on but
0: because yeah, he, he voiced him in the in the cartoon, yeah, yeah, and he also just yeah, it, it should be it just looks a lot of fun. I'm just it, and I know might sound silly, but it feels like Star Wars. It felt like Star Wars, and I think with having the Empire, because I feel like that was what was missing from like Book of Boba Fett was like not having anything with the Empire really, and no, and even Mandalorian a little bit in season two, and um, there wasn't so much. You know, without the Empire, it kind of loses. It's kind of connection with the original movie a bit. It's a bit. I, I just. It's just something about it. You need them as the villains. It's just as simple as that. I. You know, what? I wouldn't actually necessarily
1: say that. I would for this movie, you do, or yeah. series, you do absolutely because Obi Wan is is very intertwined with the Republic and the Empire. But I'd say for for Boba Fett and Mandalorian, you other than than using them as like a a threat or Moff Gideon or something like that, yeah. you don't actually need them because. Part of the appeal of Tatooine, where like the Boba Fett series came on, was it's the Outer Rim. The Empire yeah. has no presence here, uh, even before the Battle of, uh, of Endor. So, yeah, the, the threat is the huts and the and the pikes and, and so on, like that. But Obi Wan, yes, if if they did not have the Empire and Obi Wan be like, well, he's going to go fight Tusken Raiders to protect
0: Luke or something, that's not really all that right. interesting. There was just so much in that trailer I loved. Um, yeah, each, I mean the jewel of fates, him riding riding like a like his dad on um on the speeder and mm-hmm. just just great. And there was a whole and it, I like the fact that it's like, oh, they, they are they've lost. They're low, they've been beaten, and the Empire is winning. Um yeah, no, I I I think this just looks great. Not too long to wait. That'll be arriving on May the 25th. Um, whether or not we get any more trailers, we maybe a little bit closer to the date. But, um, yeah, I just, that, that was definitely a highlight of, of the day. Um, oh, yeah. Also, it, it felt we,
1: like a movie trailer. That's, that's Yes. You, you kind of alluded to that. It felt like yeah. a movie
0: trailer, and that's what they needed it to do. So that one's looking pretty cool. We also got, like, a, like a one second of Iron Groot. It looks like Groot from the movie, so that looked good. <laughs> we also had a second of, I think, Rise, the basketball thing in there. We had a photograph of the new treasure a National Treasure show that they're currently filming in Ballon Rouge. We also had like a second of the Pinocchio movie, which is coming out in September. Um, I mean, then they put out the official photograph of a nice kind of clear shot of Tom Hanks as Geppetto and uh, Pinocchio, which just looks like the character. It just looks like him from the movie, which is great. And I'm trying to think what else we had. We had um, I think that was it in terms of like previews. Like maybe Snickerella was in there, um, and obviously like Doctor Strange and and like turning red and stuff. But it very much was a case of if you blinked, you missed it. It was it was there wasn't a lot in there. It was it was very quick and very fast. But that's what we were. That's more what we were expecting, honestly. Rather than a full trailer for
1: Kenobi, we're kind of like, here's here's our projects. Was expecting a. And unfortunately,
0: they (laughs) they kind of removed the. Uh, that mon- that that initial montage from the replay because I went back the following morning to kind of try and grab some better pictures and like the the one like the, the, the montage in between the two things had been kind of removed and we had him talking about it but they didn't actually have like the clips and stuff hmm, so that's which is a shame because so if, I know there was a lot of people checking in thinking that it was hoping it was going to be a full on presentation and then when it started. It, um, it wasn't that it was just audio and then we had like a quick video um and i'd been saying this for days beforehand like it's an annual shareholders meeting they have to vote on stuff some and like i said it was they were getting questions from shareholders and it was yeah it was definitely a bit weird um but yeah so that was the annual shareholders meeting that's the bulk of it um so overall it kind of was where I thought... I'm surprised they didn't give us an update on how many subscribers kind of we fully had. It was a little bit of an update, but not really um, a better one since the last quarter one. I'm guessing they didn't want to put it out because they're going to need it for the next quarterly results Mm -hmm. where the trouble is, they put out that one in, what, February? Then we had this now, and then the next one would maybe be May, and they're not going to have gone up a lot in, like, a month or six weeks, and therefore it would have then got a load of press going, you've not got anybody. Yeah, (laughs) There was no no international announcements in terms of stuff and it was over no mention of what mature content is coming to disney plus for general entertainment it was all very very vague they just weren't making any major announcements other than kenobi yeah and
1: i think you hit on the reason there a moment ago mm-hmm. which is they literally just had one uh yeah a couple of months ago it just yeah. happened so yeah uh that's another reason we weren't expecting anything. And they had they didn't launch in any major markets between yeah. that point and this, which is normally at this point, what is going to drive uh subscriber yeah. counts. You without a new market, you're going to expect hopefully an upward trending line, but it's gonna be a very light slope. It's not gonna be spiky, like whenever when you add in a ton of people at once. Uh, the only thing potentially that that's left to cause that would be merging Hulu in. But even if that does happen. Um, we're still more than a year away from when that could even potentially, almost two years, actually.
0: Yeah. Um, well, we're going to bring that up now because obviously the on F- Wednesday, Disney Plus in the United States is going to get an update to its parental control. So what they're going to be doing is they're going to be allowing an option to put in like a 16 and 18. I think it might be like a, a TVMA and an R-rated um, in the American system. And what that will do is because now you can go into your profiles and you can only do this from Wednesday and you can set it appropriately. Everyone in the US will get a a flash up pop up bar telling you that you need to go in and change your settings. Do you want to have access to mature content? If no, it will revert back to what it is. And therefore, you wouldn't see things like Daredevil and Luke Cage. Um, And obviously, if you do, this is very similar to what we saw last year with um, when Star launched on Disney Plus around the world. Very simple. Come in. They have also been, it looks like they've been prompting. I know every time I've been logging in on the website, I seem to be getting a prompt telling me to check my profile. Um, If you've got family members and stuff, I think they're doing a little bit of pre, like trying to get people to build profiles for their kids and stuff ahead of Wednesday, which I definitely would recommend you go do now anyway. And there's also, they've been tweaking around with some of the settings. I know in the Netherlands, like, when you start up a show, it, the like the rating is much bigger than it was before. Much um, So it's very much more easy to see at the beginning. They, they're they just kind of ramping it up pretty much. This is just bringing it in line with how it is here in the UK, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, et cetera. They, it's not really new, it's just being activated the same way that we have already. Um, because when you got that content coming in on Wednesday, it's just going to be there. So what I would suggest to do, if you have got kids, maybe set up a family profile. So you can all use that one and then you have your adult one or you set up one each. I mean, I, I suspect most kids have probably got their own profiles. Just go in and check it, sell it to what you want it to be. You know, if they're 12, maybe you let them have PG 13. You know, it's your choice at the end of the day what they have access to. Um, there was a comment I did see the other day of, sort of someone saying, um, if your kids, you know, your kids can work out how to do it on this. They can also do it on Hulu, Netflix, and Amazon. So the brewery can probably work it out on all of these different platforms. Ultimately, your PIN number, you need to make it so they don't know it. Keep Change it. Mix it up a bit, make sure that you don't shout it across the room to your partner when you want to <laughs> lock it or, or stand there and go, What was it again? Um, yeah, so just it's, just, uh... just be aware of it. It ultimately it's going to come down to you. This did bring on, um, there was a, an, a major like press release went out this week from the uh, Parents, Television and Media Council, the PTC, who put out a statement stating that, um, they kind of denounced that Disney are adding in TVMA content. Did applaud them for adding in the parental controls. I was a bit like, well, the parental controls is exactly the same if they don't put them in. There'll be no difference. <laughs> I was just yeah. like, that's not quite gonna work. There you already got the parental controls. I just don't think anyone realized they were there because no one's needed to use them much. Um, so in the statement, um, Tim Winter, the uh the president of the T PTC, um kind of said that. For more than 98 years, Walt Disney has been synonymous with the words family-friendly and can think of no other corporation in American history that has been built more squarely on the backs and on the wallets of parents and families, and also just generally just doesn't, it just seems it wildly off-brand for Disney Plus to add in TVMA and R-rated content. And unfortunately, there was a comment in here which I think kind of lost a lot of people. So he did on, went on to say that, so what comes next? Adding live tease performances in Fantasyland at Walt Disney World. At which point there was a lot of people that really would like that, especially maybe in Epcot when you go around the world, and do you know, um, around the world drinking? And uh, yeah, at that point there, and there was a whole kind of thing of him saying, "There's no need for Disney Plus to complete with explicit content on, as on other platforms, Disney is already at a competitive competitive advantage with the streaming platform that is the safest one out there for families, and it will forever mark, um, tarnish its family friendly crown." Now I. T- there is part of me that kind of goes. I I can understand where this idea comes from of Disney being family friendly, and I also there's been a lot of people saying you know like Disney have lied, you know that their plans f- about adding immature content, and they said that it would always be family free friendly, and it's a kind of situation goes. It's like I don't think they necessarily lied because I feel like when Disney Plus launched, it was under Bob Iger, it was under a load of other people in the in a load of other people that were running it like, um, uh, Mayer and stuff like that. And I honestly believe at the time that was what they wanted to do. That's that is what they wanted Disney Plus to be, and they wanted Hulu to be. It was, and over time things have changed. Obviously now there's a whole new team of running Disney Plus. You've got Bob Chapek is now the CEO, and Bob Bob Iger said you know that he didn't really want it is and he opposed it, but he started to come around to the idea. I think the whole world of streaming has changed so much in the last three years with the addition of Peacock and HBO Max and Paramount Plus, and the competition has got a lot harder. The other big issue is I think once they did it internationally, they then changed the game because now no longer, it was never a case of, well, they're never gonna do it. Well, it was easy to say that until they added Star. Once they added in um, the Star brand onto Disney Plus here like, in the UK and stuff, it really changed things up a bit because you then then had this content in there and it was like, well, we've all got it. And the amount of comments I saw, because this this whole thing with the PTC went all over the place and a load of big networks picked up. And looking at the comments, I'd say it was about 99% of people were along the lines of agreeing with Disney that they want this content in and that the parental controls are there and it's up to everyone to sort themselves out rather than for Disney to, to monitor and keep it all. Simply put, in Disney Plus is not going to be able to carry on being a major streaming platform with everybody else doing this, and then them over here just being full of kids' content. It was just you know, and then Hulu being this whole thing over here. You know, there are stronger comp- Everybody else is doing it, so why did Disney get put in there? Um, and I think that's generally this whole thing of Disney being this family-friendly brand. I think it happens back to decades ago because I don't I think the last 10 years Disney've been changing it so much especially since they brought Marvel Star Wars and then they went on to buy Fox that's really shown that they that they need to broaden out beyond just kids content. Well,
1: yes, but at the same time Disney throughout their entire life cycle have been very very careful to make sure that if they are pushing out more mature content, let's talk like um, the rock or armageddon or, or things like that that it's not under the disney brand. Uh, now th- the studio behind it uh was a disney company and that's why you know if you went on the um the backlot tour at uh at hollywood studios you would see you know pearl harbor stuff sitting in there really sitting like
0: oh. we had like an armageddon attraction right in Paris. Exactly.
1: uh and and you're like wait was that disney no that was that was touchstone or, but they they own it that that's their thing and they've they've been exceptionally careful to make sure that Disney is where Mickey and Donald and the the princesses and such they live here the mature content lives over here uh, Fox has the Simpsons and Futurama and Family Guy over here and they've all been very neatly put into their packages and so I totally understand where people go Disney specifically the Disney properties are kids friendly and they always have been minus one or two. Either mistakes or experiments, depending on how um, generous you want to be, have happened over the years. But, yeah, it's a different world now. And the one thing I would say, the the one major thing I would say, is with that merging of uh, Star and and Disney in everywhere but America, functionally, Mm -hmm. there's a couple other places, but pretty much just that, Disney have the numbers now. And they can show definitively that including this mature content was an increase in revenue, it was an increase in subscribers, and that's going to drown out the people who just don't want that on Disney. They they, they can show you will get more subscribers than you will lose by including this content.
0: And I think, a, I think there's a general misconception, I think maybe from parents that have got Disney Plus that think it's just for their kids, when over 50 percent of Disney plus subscribers don't even have a kid in the household because they're watching like the Marvel and the Star Wars and and I generally feel like you know younger adults you know, including us um we're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're in that territory where we will watch like the latest Pixar movie you know and my you know my wife and my friends and stuff, you know we will watch this stuff because we've you know we don't associate it the same way that like my my parents do. You know, my dad wouldn't watch wouldn't watch an animated movie, um, and you know, because it's that different generation. And I feel like over time it's changed. And I know, especially, I think since the arrival of Marvel and Star Wars, you know, you go into like the the London Disney store in Oxford Street. I was in there a couple of months ago. You know, there's a whole floor upstairs for Marvel. There's a whole section for Star Wars. You know, and then they got the princess stuff downstairs, you know, you walk up the stairs and there's just post. And it's like, this is not the, you know, this, you know, and they have got, you know, all the hot toys and all this kind of, stuff. you know, they're not selling these hot toys and these 300 pound Lego sets to kids. You know, they're selling them, you know, as I walk out with this big Lego set behind me, <laughs> It's just like, like, you know, yeah, the kid might buy the toy, but you know, there's adults buying stuff in there as well. And they, they, you know, how much you know pressure they've been having with the theme parks of adults wanting to go to the parks you know and Epcot was always kind of like the adult thing you know there was a time when there wasn't any characters in Epcot and there was no and there was you know that was how it was but they've slowly merged them all in and it's just been very interesting and I knew there was going to be pushback this week and I knew there was you know and expect it this week coming up when some parents who aren't up with it suddenly go why is Luke, you know, what's Jessica Jones Jones doing there with Luke Cage? Um, and it's a kind of thing there is going to be a little bit of a pushback. But this is what I always said of like how I feel like Disney will re- really learn from what had happened with Star, uh, they're using Marvel as the best defensive shield they possibly have to bring this stuff in through the back door so that when they then start adding some more stuff, the bulk of the reflection has been dip- banged off because. It's Marvel, and people are going, "Whoa, yeah!" But it's like, and like people are saying, "Well, Thanos can destroy like the half the planet, half the universe, and you know the the Empire can like wipe out an entire planet." And you know, you you can see four decapitate, um, you know, Thanos and you know Captain Walker is like decapitates, crushes a kid, or crushes this guy with his shield and cover it with blood. It's like it's getting very. The line is getting more and more blurred as they're moving along, and um yeah i know there was a there was a little bit of thing with free guy there's a specific word that gets used in there that threw a few parents off um and it's that kind of thing and you know someone will say this and the the amount of people that come in and go pg 13 that's what the rating was that you that's on you you you." it's like yeah because people you know i thought i mean i remember saying this with like the beatles get back and they go this is not a kid's show you know, Hamilton was the same, you know, they've been really, I mean, Hamilton brought in the biggest boost of subscribers more than Marvel and Star Wars did because so it brought in an adult audience, but the majority of them left within a, within a month or two, they were gone because there was nothing left for them.
1: Yeah. And um with the exception of maybe that, that shield bashing that you were talking about <laughs> in, in Falcon, the winter soldier, most of the violence that you get in Marvel movies is fairly sanitized. You know, there's not much blood involved. It's not gory. You know, when Thanos snapped half the universe away, they literally just turned to dust. It wasn't like this brutal, horrible thing, yeah. but you go over and you watch Punisher, uh, the, the TV series, or either the movies and you just like, Oh yeah, no, you, you, you can't pretend that this is sanitized violence. They, 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 really go into it. So there is a difference, but um and for whatever reason we do make that distinction between killing trillions of beings and and brutally shooting up you know dozens but um it is what it is and and i can see mm. the argument at least but yeah it, it's the parental controls are there you're going to be forced to do them you should have separate profiles anyway even without parental controls just in general if a, for a variety of reasons. Uh, for me, the the big one is always just gonna be, I don't want your recommendations merged in with mine. Uh, you know, I think parents have definitely had the fun of that where, You 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 log into your Netflix account and you're like, oh my, my kid's been watching because now all my recommendations are like How to Train Your Dragon and stuff. Yeah,
0: it's like my wife sometimes likes to log into my Netflix just because she said it's she said like the the whole screen it gives her like some options that maybe she didn't know about because hers have like tuned in on her picks and it's like you know she's going to mine and mine looks completely different. Disney Plus isn't really like that the same way yet. Um, It has changed. it, It is yeah. It doesn't have enough
1: content in the States yet yeah. for it to really be distinct. But the difference being, you know, uh, you log into your kid's profile and you'll probably get, like, Mickey How- Mickey's Treehouse and Mickey mm-hmm. Racer and stuff like that, whereas you, know, you log into your profile and you get Mandalorian, Boba Fett, et well, this is, I
0: mean, this is just looking here, you know, it's like for me, you know, this is what I've been watching. You know, it's working out what I'm watching, you know, mm-hmm. and it, therefore, you know, it's noticing the fact, yeah, I'm not watching Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. <laughs> so
1: yeah, no, actually. Actually, with the exception of the Pirates of the Caribbean down in there, it's like there's literally nothing on this page that is uh identifiably
0: Disney other than of course the the yeah. uh, turning red banner. Yeah, but, well then you yeah. get the things like you know, because you've been watching The Walking Dead, you get these other other bits and pieces. Um, you know, um, we've got some great great movies coming up here. These two are ones I'm gonna be wanting to watch um, in the coming weeks. But it is it is funny how all this works. And I think this was something that's really come up with the the this feedback to the PTC was so many people in the comments. And this is not just here. This is on all the outlets. Really kind of coming in going, wait, do you guys see what we've got? <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, wow, you got it. Go, wow, this not just, it wasn't just like one point. You're talking thousands of people coming in going, you know, we all have like Deadpool and stuff here. And it's been great. We've had it for a year. And there's, and there's a lot of it as well of like, you know, we've not had any, there's been like, you know, you might get the odd comment or so, but there's just been no press about this at all. It's just how it just, it launched and we've had it and Disney have seen the data, you know, and this and and the amount of people now that are saying, you know, Disney Plus is, is one of the best streaming services here in the UK because of so much choice. It's, it's, it's you know, we're getting all these originals and, yeah, it is really picking up. So it is something just to be aware of. Obviously, with the Netflix series arriving later next week on Wednesday, um, we all knew internationally it wasn't going to make a lot of difference because we're kind of used to it. Um, I am going to – I'm. There's some seasons I'm, I'm going to probably try and re-watch The Punisher because I haven't watched season two. So I'm probably going to remind myself of season one first. And I didn't watch season two of Flute Cage or Iron Fist, so I might give them a whirl – in the coming weeks ahead and give me something to give me something to watch. Um it's something I can put on in the background. Um right. Um other quick bits before we move on to some reviews. Um Death of the Nile um that has now been confirmed. It's going to be coming to Hulu in the United States and HBO Max on March the 29th. Um internationally in like Canada, the UK, Australia, New Zealand, etc. It'll be arriving on March 30th. A little bit later in some countries, including Spain and Singapore and Malaysia. And then in Latin America, we're arriving on Star Plus on April the 20th. I was kind of surprised they went with March. I thought this might have slid into April. I thought they might have pushed it back because um, now I'm going to see on this. Here on Disney Plus in the UK, March is quite a month. We've got, we've had West Side Story turning red. We've got Fresh coming up. We've had the Eyes of, Eyes of Tammy Faye coming up Nightmare Alley coming up And um, this one And yeah I mean literally we're talking a major movie Every single week Sometimes two a week um, March has been absolutely jam-packed with movies um, Here in the UK And, and in Canada and stuff um, and An incredible amount of movies really
1: yeah, Which is hilarious Because there's no television At all
0: except for <laughs> Moon Knight at the very very end yeah. Well we've I mean we've got the dropout of the minute. That's true. And the uh, yeah. Pam and Tommy. We just had the finale this past week um and some other bits and pieces. But yeah, so we know that uh, this is a movie I want to watch. Um I haven't watched the first one, I've been waiting for that one to drop. Um we've also uh, there's a lot of people were asking, like, why is Death of the Nile not on Disney Plus in the US? Um, in while my gut reaction is well, it's a PG 13, I'd still thinking it's still got a little bit of like Aftertaste with everything that's gone on with Army Hammer, and they probably were just they made a decision months ago with HBO Max probably before where they agreed to just to shove this one over there rather than onto Disney Plus because yeah it's the same rating as West Side Story so, <laughs> so I, yeah I presume that
1: the agreement with HBO Max is the reason it's on Hulu instead of Disney Plus because it that you don't really want them to to mix up the messages as as much as possible.
0: Well, it's a, well. I just need to get an idea of what they're doing with this um, general entertainment, really, because it's still True. they've still not really said how they're planning on handling it in the US. I suspect they're waiting until this week's out the way. They want to get the get the parental controls in, get the Marvel stuff in, deal with the feedback. I mean, they did add like six or seven like ESPN documentaries on um, Disney Plus yesterday in the United States. Yes, there, there were a lot of them. Yeah, well, I mean, we had it some weeks, we were getting, like, 20 a week. <laughs> oh, so, bro, we're just like, I mean, we've got, like, I think 50 or 60 of those 30 for 30 documentaries um, in the UK. And you're just like, and then they're going, can we get that ESPN hub? There's, there's like, three mm-hmm. times as many, well, there is. There's three times as many ESPN documentaries as there is content in, in Star Wars and Pixar. So, you're like, there is a lot of, st-. that's why there was so much talk about, Um, This ESPN stuff coming over was because the amount of documentaries and you guys are starting to see that that flood in as well we also had confirmation of or we had the first trailer for a new movie that's going to be coming out um, on Earth Day on the 22nd of April which is Polar Bear so this one um, Disney Nature the the trailer looks nice the Polar Bears looks good we'll watch it Um, um, it it's hard to st- – my problem was, again, We've and we've said this before, Disney nature is not for us. We love the look of it. It's just the narration. If we could put somebody else doing it we'll, and have an alternative version, it would be amazing. But the trailer looked nice. It looked a nice movie.
1: Yeah, no, I think they've kind of distinguished now. The the Disney nature stuff is aiming at a younger audience. It's not really trying mm-hmm. to tell a proper story. Maybe it'll touch on a couple of important issues mm-hmm. But it, it's really supposed to be fluffy and cuddly, and oh, look at the cute animals! And then National Geographic is where you know yeah. the proper documentaries are, and I, I think they've at this point very clearly drawn mm. that line. Um, yeah, that's good. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll, I'll look at the cute, cuddly polar yeah. bears
0: and and learn yeah. about how their habitats being destroyed. But this is yeah. This, to me, this is like National Geographic light. This is the intro for the kids. So this is good. Um, also, it was announced this week that um, National Geographic has gone into partnership with History Hit and also, um, which is part of All Free Media, creating a brand new uh, documentary as part of the Explorer series, which will be coming in fall 2022 on Disney Plus and National Geographic channels. And it's all about um, finding one of the lost shipwrecks in history, Sir Ernest Shackleton's Endurance. So that one um, is going to be coming later this year. So if you're into your documentaries, um, yeah. I mean, that looked good to me. I I saw this and saw a little bit of footage. Of, you know, I'll watch that. That's 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 up my street. Yeah, the Shackleton expedition is a pretty fascinating story, so I'm looking forward to the
1: to that. And I I saw they released a bunch of um, photos and clips of them actually finding the Endurance after yeah. however many years it's been. It looks like it's in pretty good shape, actually, all things considered.
0: Yeah, I think of that, maybe because it's so cold there, it's kind of right kept everything going also this week and this one was a little bit interesting was disney have done a new deal with nippon tv which is a japanese company that creates local content and they'll be creating drama series animation and variety show both japanese and global audiences and the availability of both companies content on their respective platforms one of the first drama series will be the files of young kendichi i do apologize if i butchered that one it will be coming out in, in japan on april 22nd and will be released on disney plus worldwide afterwards and it's all part of a deal that they've made to get which is what we've been talking about of getting more content They're signing lots of deals and that definitely looks like they're just trying to get as much worldwide distribution as possible which great just just give you know if you can have it just put it everywhere
1: yeah uh and
0: it it helps
1: them with the localized content too because i'm sure even japan's yeah. got contracts saying so much of
0: uh the stuff on disney plus has to be and and it, it is kind of that same thing as well they need more local content to kind of draw people in because you don't want it being just this american output because that can kind of put people off but also you know this content also helps in other countries as well because you know obviously with the whole asian market you know there's a reason why they're putting out in, in loads of different countries because everyone can watch and obviously in their own and different subtitles and languages and stuff just generally it's just it's good so yeah more more great content can't really go too wrong with with new content and i'm just trying to think i think that's i think that's all the news i think i can't think of anything more that we've had this week Nope, I think that was that was everything. Um, so before we go into anything else, just a quick bit of housekeeping. If you haven't already done so, um, make sure you do subscribe. Also want to say a big hello and thank you to all of our Patreon and YouTube channel members. Thank you very much for all of your support. Um, helps keep all the lights on paid towards this, um, hosting and everything like that. So big shout out to uh, Daniel, Elliot, Aero, Caleb, Red Marsman, Cody, Jacob, Darren, Lauren, Sarah, uh, the juice and andrew on patreon Well, over on youtube thank you very much to ben adam Dionath, raphael j blue dana ricky we've also got dave mamad we've got my vcr still works bina joshua dawn martin and also jeremy and also a huge thank you once again to Sarah for all of your support um as well you guys really make a massive difference and also you also get to contribute each week to the q a and there'll be a live q a this coming sunday night at the usual time oh i say usual time i'll actually will mention that um the next couple of weeks the timing might be off a little bit i'll try and move it a little bit forward um because the americans are going forward or in time for the summer uh two weeks before the uk so um i will try to go a little bit earlier but it, it technically it's still on my right time it says you guys have changed (laughs) so um there will be a little bit of of a change in time um over the next two weeks because of the time difference and also you might notice if you are in europe um that disney plus updates an hour differently to normal and i think in australia there might even be an hour two hour break because They've gone back and we've gone forward, so it, <laughs> <laughs> so, they get, so there's a, there, there might be a little bit of a mix-up for a couple of weeks with everyone updating. So I'm going to have to get up probably an hour earlier every morning on the, the drop days <laughs> to make sure that everything's up on time. Right, okay, so let's now talk some reviews. So obviously the big one this week was Turning Red, a brand-new Pixar animated movie. Um, Came out yesterday. There was also a behind-the-scenes documentary as well that came out, so I did watch that one this morning. Um, James, what did you think of Turning Red? I thought it was good. Not, not great, not not amazing, but it was good.
1: Um, overall, the, the story is pretty solid. It's got a couple of weird gaps in it, but otherwise it's a, it's a good story. It's a traditional um, growing up story, finding your own voice while being true to your family, it, and so on. Um, yeah, the main character and her family were great. I loved all of them. It was, I think it was her circle of friends that kind of put me off a bit, uh, particularly the Korean girl whose entire personality was just being very, very angry.
0: Uh, I, I See, this is one of those things, because I, I mean, I'll be honest, I watched this one a few weeks ago. And um, I'm going to probably watch it again with my wife um, in the next couple of days. And I, I Scott, I can remember getting to the end of it going, and I was like writing up my review and I'm like, I can't think of anything that I didn't, there was nothing that stood out to me as like to sort of say, "Well, I didn't like this." I didn't. I it's like there was just something about this movie which really like captivated me in terms of the story with her with a mum. You know, you had that dynamic. You had her, and then you had the whole like metaphor about it being puberty and being on a period, which I think, um, and I can't say this enough. I think this is going to be such an important movie for decades. And I can't. And I think this is going to be a movie that um, all the all the girls coming forward, mm-hmm. going into puberty, are going to end up watching this, and they're going to end up watching it maybe with their mum or their dad, and being like, and the kind of like parents maybe going, look, this actually is what this is. You know, this is what happens. And, you, know, and, you know, and there's a whole thing here about you know the, the mum at the beginning. They they kind of talk about it being a period, and they you know the mum comes in with the pads and the the the. Also, like, the water bottle and, the ch- and chocolate and stuff like that. And it's like, this is such an important thing because I'm going to be, I feel, I mean, I don't know what it's like now for kids at school. But I know, like, when I was a, a lad, we never got taught all this stuff. You know, I remember when we, we spoke about Diary of a Future President, um, the first episode a couple of years ago of, like, how important these stories are. And it's not just important for girls. It's important for boys to know what's going on because we can be completely ignorant to the idea because we're ignorant because we, they don't know. You they Well, they're a boy. They don't need to know all this. Well, if all the girls in their class and their friends and stuff are out, they need to know why. And I feel it's just important for boys to watch it. But also, I feel like kids can watch this and it can all go right over their head. They ain't going to care. They'll, like we've had people asking, oh, will my little kid the kid ain't going to care. It's just going to be a big fluffy monster that it turns into. And it's like a werewolf kind of story. and they're, they're, They completely will misunderstand all of it. You know, And I think that's the greatness of this story is that it does it. Um, I think it's just very empowering as well with the issues like between the mother and the daughter. Um, I, I don't know. There was just so much about this one where I was just like, yeah, I, I really get what this is doing, where it's going. And I could, yeah, I, I really just got to the end of it and was like, Yeah, I thought this was a great movie. I can see why it got pulled from a cinema, why not necessarily got pulled from a cinema release, but why maybe Disney were like, this can go on Disney Plus because we feel it's going to be a massive hit. But was Turning Red going to be a huge box office hit? I don't know because um, I've had a few people reach out to me and go, you know, like they don't feel like it's got like mass appeal. And i'm like i'm like did, did i see a different movie to everybody <laughs> it has got a big cute red panda i've been there all week i keep going on to amazon i'm looking to try and get a plush or, or the pop or the or the uh pop vinyl because i'm just like i love this character i thought she was lovely in it i thought that the you know the panda was great i love the friends because they obviously represented different stuff and they were there for each other But I love the fact that they're, like, getting... They're like, why am I... And it was great in the documentary, them talking about, like... Because it's pretty much an all-woman team that put this together. And, you know, the whole thing of, like, suddenly becoming interested in boys and, like, drawing them because that's what they were doing. And, like, people go, this is, like, a really... They get, like, really horny. It's like, well, because they're, like... You know, like, I forget it's like... Yeah. I mean, they've briefly touched on it before in, like, turning Inside Out, where they were, like... They saw they went into puberty and they kind of played on it a little bit. But this really hit it. And it's like, this is so – we just don't get this kind of stuff. I, I don't know. I just thought the story and everything was just so well done for kids. And I think as adults, we can relate to what's going on so much better. Uh, I can relate more to the parental side, of, of uh, <laughs> especially
1: the the, the the father like not wanting to have the conversation with uh with his daughter even though he knows it's something that's, that's got to happen but uh two points first um the the panda is adorable I, yeah. I i don't think anyone can deny that and as i was getting to the end of movies like this panda is going to be amazingly popular when yeah. they get um it, when they start having meet and greets at the various parks that that line is going
0: to be going or like curling around all over the place uh it Cynically, you could go put it in and they give it because they don't put it in the China showcase. Or no, they need it in the Canada showcase. That's where they need to put it. They need yeah, to put it in, in Toronto, Canada, yeah. In the in the Canada one. Because I mean, I'm gonna be having been to Canada numerous times and having spent quite a bit of time in Toronto, I and I don't know if that helped because a lot of Canadians have been talking about like you know, and people that are from Toronto have been talking about how they love seeing all the references. And, you know, you have to, I was like, I get, I did get a lot of it and I, it did actually help. I, yeah, I, 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 in that same way that I, you know, you look at like New York and go, Oh yeah. And recognize that. And, yeah. I was the same thing with the Toronto, you know, being at the Sky Dome, you know, and oh, yeah. going up the, the tower and just, you know, the Chinatown and just, yeah, I, I completely, I loved all that aspect to it. Oh yeah. It was great
1: as a, uh, as a guide to Toronto and uh, come yeah. visit Toronto, which is a great little city. Um, but. Um Second point I wanted to make was um I 100 percent agree that this is an important movie um for talking about these things and being a like a guidestone, especially for young women growing up. Uh so my my complaints about it do not revolve around that at no. all. Um, and I appreciated that it was very frank uh about the discussion at the beginning. Sure, it played it for laughs, especially with the mom like showing up at the school and be like, You forgot your pads, and you know, <laughs> the sheer impact embarrassment that that girl must have felt at that moment but still treating it as just okay yeah that's part of the joke but otherwise you know no one's trying to pretend it's otherwise no one's trying to cover it up everyone kind of gets what it's coming from now there will be a lot of important bits in this and i do agree with you this is uh if especially if you have a young girl uh this is one where you can kind of begin that conversation and uh talk about what it some of the, the more negative sides of, yeah. of growing up and such like that. Um, and for boys too, because that conversation should be normalized. You, you know, mm-hmm. it should not just be some mystical thing that, that happens to women every 28 days or whatever. And and you just, you just hide in the shed. Like, like the, like you used to joke about, you know, in the fifties and sixties, you know, and no, you, it's, it's a team thing and you should know what they're going through. You should know how to support them, that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, the, my so my complaints about it, the movie, have nothing to do with that. It, it's purely from storytelling perspectives, or just like, um, it, especially with the whole thing with the panda being seen as like a negative by the family members. Because like, okay, even in the legend, that you know this is why our family has this legend is it was to protect her family. I'm like, okay, yeah, that that's a noble reason, and I get that. You know, you have to have good emotional control to not mm-hmm. have this panda coming out, but. Throughout the entire movie, we see this girl just being like able to flip literally whenever she wants in either directions. Like she's got complete control of this panda, except for like the most extreme situations. Yeah. Just let her keep the panda. She's she, You don't have to do this whole ritual. Let her, let her do it. And of course, that is the point, them coming around to it. But I yeah. just never got why they're like, no, the panda is such an evil thing and you got to hide away. It's like
0: it's a projector. Well, I- but then I but then I also look at it in the other way of like again with the metaphor of the fact uh, again yeah, metaphor the, the, it changes it, it's, it's that thing of like woman hiding it or hiding it from from everybody and hiding it of like and not showing that they're currently going through it and that's it's again it, it's that faint situation of like when you look at it it's like but on the on the surface level if you didn't know that would you, you know people are not going to pick up on it and I think that's what's great about it is because it can it finds that line where you can go deeper or you can go on the surface level and it's just, like I say, it's a werewolf movie, you know, and that's kind of a modern day where, and yeah, I, I, I literally, I thought this was a lovely movie. Um, yeah, I mean, so far it's like out of the, out of the free, like Disney Plus ones, um, you know, is Luca turning red soul for me now of like how I would rank them. Um, Luca, I just, you know, I just. Luca again, was fantastic. Yeah. yeah, Luca. Luca was great. Um, but it is. Yeah, I. I just. I thought this was a really great movie. I don't know if like it's a franchise, if they can do anything more with it. It kind of. I mean, there might be some shorts that they can do or a little series, but like it kind of feels like this is the. the it's a perfect way of doing it. But no, I, I. I. I feel like this was a great little, a great film.
1: I think there's there's a couple directions they could take it if they wanted to, um, particularly because because puberty is not like a, a one year thing. It, it and it's a progressive thing where, um, yeah, you know, not everything happens at once. So mm-hmm. this is one aspect of it. There are other aspects of it as well um, that they could tackle with this. And they there's plenty of stories left to tell, especially mm-hmm. continuing to to go on the the starting to get interested in boys' angle, which they mentioned a couple of times in the film and and obviously kind of uh some very important plot points that came out of, but at the end of the film, that wasn't what it was about. However, that no. is still a very important uh, aspect of growing up. Yeah.
0: And also there's one well, those there whole other there was um little aspects as well that kind of slid in from other angles. Like one of the friends um was actually dancing with a girl at the party and they just normalize, you know, again, which is what we talked about at the beginning of the film or the beginning of the podcast of like, you know, representation, just a small scene. There's also the whole thing um, with um, the guy friend, you know, the one that they do at the party, you know, of him also being very much into uh, the boy band. Um, And there's this whole thing of like, you know, there's there's a lot of subtlety, which, um, it can be good because it can go over people's heads, but also it can be lost because it's gone over everybody's head. Um, so it's definitely an interesting one with how it is. But yeah, I thought this was great. Definitely watch it. I'd also really recommend watching the documentary because I think this was one of the the better documentaries they've made. It was a really well done one. It was, you really saw the love that went into this and how they made it and what they were doing and how different it was. I mean, like, again, you know, we said about like the, the anime aspects to it. it it just looked different and it felt different and it it felt fresh and original for pixar it, it, and, and that's what i've you no, know, it's what you like you know like having something completely original and fresh i mean it's quite funny i was literally i just taken the beat the dogs down to the beach before we recorded just to wear them out a little bit as we can probably hear one of them snoring um literally the big bus goes by big turning red poster all over it. It's like, this is this is a major movie because, you know, we don't see that on every single movie that comes out. No, uh, especially
1: movies that go directly to streaming. Uh, you don't see it too often. I would also recommend the documentary. It's really well done. And I know, um, especially from recent years, there's kind of this like knee-jerk reaction, go, oh, the majority of the production team was women. The the, the This is one of those things. It's like, yeah, the the team is majority women, but that's not the point. the The point is that they are very talented women telling the story and and giving their perspective, rather than it being a team of women for the sake of it being women. If that makes sense.
0: And I'm being, but this, the story was that's what it needed, and it exactly. ne- every yeah. character is better because of it. Um, they're all real, and I think that's what really helped. All the characters are much more realistic. Um, and that, that that's what last, i mean
1: that's what i mean by it though you know so many stories are are men's interpretation of what it is to grow up as a woman and then uh to have actual women talking about their respective is far more authentic so it's that's what i was getting at it's we're getting actual stories rather than oh look we we put a bunch of women on give us uh Give us some applause because we we did this female cast. Yeah, I mean, I
0: was I was on a, a, a press a virtual press conference with um, all the um, actors and also the, the creators and stuff last week, and you know they were talking about it and just having a chat to each other, and re- and you could really tell that sense of between them all of how much love they've had for the, for doing this, and especially with the kids growing up, you know, because they they'd not really because of COVID they'd not really been together, so it's like the first time they'd actually been to, like together as a group. And it's just, you know, it's, you can definitely see that kind of thing of, you know, that there's there's a lot of love for this one. So definitely check it out. Um, and I gave it like 4.5 out of 5. I really, honestly, I couldn't couldn't pick a fault in it. There really wasn't anything I I didn't like about this movie.
1: Yeah. And just to reiterate, the, the problems I had with it were more storytelling, but I also understand that a lot of those were choices due to, the allegorical or the metaphorical nature of the story, so I was approaching it more from like a literal storytelling perspective rather than metaphorical. Uh, so I acknowledge those, uh, they still bother me, and I'm not changing my position on it, but still, uh, this is a very good movie, it will be an important movie going forward. Definitely check it out. Um, if I was going to compare it to something, actually, it's it reminded me a lot of the goofy movie uh, the original one yeah uh it, it's very much in addition to the growing up it is also about that uh, familial bond and drifting apart as the kid gets older but then at the end finding a way to integrate the new child into the family dynamic with their interests rather than what's been imposed on them uh yeah. so yeah i'm i'm probably a solid like 3.75 to 4 out of 5 on this it's still very good yeah. movie
0: Yes. also this week we had the french disney plus original series weekend family was dropped so we had all of the episodes drop this past week i did watch an episode um it was kind of one um i just the, the reason why i was able to watch it was they dubbed it it was available dubbed so therefore i could put it on while i was kind of working away and um this was such a weird little comedy like family drama series because he's got like three kids all with different ex-wives and he's kind of in connection with them all and he's kind of trying to meet out with a new girl and um, the kids are kind of trying to stop him but then they end up liking it. And it's kind of a really funny one because it's very, it is very modern. It's very, it's yeah, it's very modern, very cosmopolitan, very like European. And it's like, I'm not going to watch any more episodes of it, but I'm glad it's there. I'm glad it had the dubbing because it, if they can get Snowdrop on with some dubbing, I really want to watch that and kind of learn more about it. But it's a show, I'm just, I just haven't got the time to sit there and read for 16 hours. <laughs> it's just, I just, you know, it's. Just, I, I'm sorry. I just don't, I just, I haven't got the inclination to sit there and it's going to have to be really good to get my attention for that amount of time.
1: Yeah, uh, sorry, not to shift over to Snowdrop from from this. Which I have not seen the French one, so I can't talk on that. But I, I will say... Uh, I've seen six episodes of Snowdrop, and I don't think I'll be continuing more. It's not even just the um, the amount of time requirement because it is only subtitled. It just relies way too much on coincidence and things just happening and being very convenient. And as after six episodes, like uh, this isn't
0: connecting with me. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so that one, that one was another one. I'm trying to think what else I've been watching this past week. Um, did watch the newest, latest episode of The Dropout. I'm um, episode four. I'm um, really enjoying this series. Watched it last night. Um, yeah, can't can't, um, can't stress how much to give that one a go. Um, yeah, it's that one's pretty good. Did you have you been watching that one?
1: Yes, I've been watching that one. I'm actually kind of curious how much story they have left because it really feels like they've been barreling through in the first four episodes. Really kind of getting to the point where where um, the trouble really begins. It's like you still got four episodes. But I really feel like we're already up to the the crisis point, uh, so I'm kind of curious well, where where they're gonna yeah, get to it's it. It's gonna be
0: the whistleblowing and then like the legal issues and all the, and it all falling yeah. apart. Um, yeah, I presume. I, I mean, episode four was I mean just like wheeling in just more money and lying to and the way it's of keeping everybody apart to try and stop them from connecting the dots um, and being just super just just manipulative of mm-hmm. it all again i I, i've been really enjoying this this is this is where like disney plus lately has just been just doing so well i feel like over the last six months like between only murders in the building uh, the dropout dope sick pam and tommy you know we've just been having like these great limited series just dropping constantly um because we had the finale of Pam and Tommy this week as well. Um, have you been carrying on with that series, or did you drop off? Uh, Dad, I did. I finished up that series too. <laughs> it's not, not an easy
1: one to talk about on <laughs> this, this podcast. Uh, it is really good, though. Uh, do not do not put your kids in front of it. I think that if you have any familiarity with the subject you you understand why but, did
0: you, um, but this is fine kind of like with like uh, Pam and Tommy that to be honest once you kind of got past that like that second and third episode it kind of went into much more about the the legal yeah. issues the, the moral issues of the tape and the impact that it had it kind of lose it's kind of at that point it loses the the risky aspect to it it's much more of a drama series I think. like that initial second episode really is just all about the shock and awe and then after that it moves into a more like drama filled show yeah no the the first couple
1: episodes are really just there to set the scene they're there this is what the drama is about and to explain why it's so controversial why it's so important and then the remainder is yeah i would almost call it a legal drama um but it not to say that, yeah, just skip episodes one through three and then stick your kids in front of like, new. No, don't, no, don't, don't do that. But yes, the, the focus definitely shifts after the third one. This is a fantastic series. Um, can't say enough about the acting and, and how they handled it and just the pure absurdity of it. Just it, it's been it's like it's like the polar opposite of like the law and order or, you know, uh those, those like cop shows where everybody is shown to be completely competent and, and justice gets done. By the end of this, you're like, every single person here is an idiot.
0: <laughs> well, nothing but sad. I mean, you, you really feel for like, um, obviously Pamela Anderson in uh, this yes. one, especially when she's doing that. Was it Decom- when she's basically talking to the lawyer and okay. he is, that's horrible. It's a horrible scene. And that for it. Yeah, you know, and you and you do feel sympathy for her. You feel sympathy, also. I do feel a little bit of sympathy towards Seth Rogan's character because he got he got screwed over multiple times as well. Um, in terms of how all this worked together, but also just from the the point of view of the internet of just like, and I don't know if kids or not necessarily kids, but younger adults might not be aware of what it was like back in the nineties of like with the internet. Like this really revolutionized everything. And again, it was a great series. it's it's so weird though because I ended up having because I watched all eight episodes way back in like end of January before the series. It feels like it's been one of those things, just a series of just just like. Is anyone talking about this yet? Because <laughs> it's just, just like because again, you know, we we're kind of it. It's it kind of funny because I I thought like it was a it was an, an amazing series, but after the backlash, just everyone, it just no one was really talking about it. Because once it gone back, like the the talking sausage, um, everybody just <laughs> kind of moved on, you know. Then everyone that was shook everyone up. You either had the people that were gonna watch it or weren't, and then it's kind of gone quiet ever since. Um, but no, I I think that was again. Uh, don't overlook this series. Um, if you're on Hulu or on Disney Plus, you know, give give it give it a, give it a whirl. Don't preconceive emotions on that one. Yeah, uh,
1: it it's been out on Hulu uh, for now for a while so check that one out the dropout has been really good keep keep up with that one yeah they, they are really just knocking it out of the park with these shows and it it is unfortunate that every time we we talk about them to qualify it's like it's not on disney plus in the we're talking about hulu in this case
0: yeah yeah it is it is just um i think they got life and beth coming on to hulu and in disney plus in canada and in um australia this week so i don't think it's going to be arriving here in the uk for some bizarre reason again the release schedule is all over the place like how i met your father is coming out in may for us but now we're getting the whole series at once but in ireland they're getting it weekly it's like what's going on with these releases yeah and then fresh is another movie that's coming out this coming week here in the i think on the 18th so yes the next week um that's one that's coming out so we're gonna get this the shift of Sebastian Stan
1: in Pam and Tommy over to this probably um,
0: cannibal-ish yeah. character. So,
1: a, so
0: that's a jump. Yeah, and then we'll go back to Falcon of the Winter Soldier. Yes. Yeah, so it's, oh, exactly. it's been all over the place. But yeah, so that's kind of again, it's I think also this week we've got I said we've got um we've got all those Netflix series dropping. You've got Agents of Shield in the US. So if you're a Marvel fan in the US, you got loads of stuff to watch. Um it is kind of weird it's like like you said it is a really stacked month for content this month um while we've said like we said there's no one series kind of dominating but when you actually especially with like as, as a whole with disney there's a lot of great content dropping on the um, streaming services
1: yeah and if you include hulu there's a lot going on there as well it, it definitely expands it out but of course the marvel content um and since it is all legacy content we we're not going to talk about it in great detail but we will obviously kind of be like you know what what were some of your what were yeah. some of them that that you watched or or what was first on the queue for what rewatching and for me that'll probably be like the actual daredevil
0: series at least season 1 and 3 season 2 oh, i don't more, finished the last few episodes of season three off I, yeah, I, I, it was one of those situations i don't know what it was with this whole. i think it was once they announced they were all sh- shopping down i just kind of stopped it's funny because daredevil was the reason i got netflix that was the only reason i got it was to watch daredevil and we kept it because my wife liked it. i mean i want to watch the Adam project i might watch that tomorrow um that does look Brian. kind of funny i, I, I want to yeah. check that one out too but anyway, guys, thank you very much for watching. Make sure you go check us out over at what'sondisneyplus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe. And we shall see you guys in another episode. Laters. Later. Thank you very much for watching this video. Make sure you go check us out over at what'sondisneyplus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe. Also, a huge thank you to all of our supporters over on Patreon and also on our YouTube channel memberships. And I shall see you guys in another video. Laters.